presents Letters to Die For by Richard Houston Narrated by Todd McLaren Chapter 1 Fred and I sat patiently, waiting for Bonnie to finish reading the letter out loud. I'm sure it was for his benefit, for she knew I had already read it. He sat there watching her lips form every word. Then again, maybe it was Bonnie's uneaten breakfast Fred wanted. My dearest Mary, I pray you never see this letter, but if you are reading it, I want you to know I loved you more than life itself. I was hoping to make it through this terrible war and spend the rest of my life with you, but evidently God had other plans. I have no idea how I died. Was it a landmine, a grenade, or, God forbid, one of my own men? I hope it wasn't a mosquito from this awful jungle. That won't make much of a story to tell Mikey when he asks about me. Whatever it was doesn't matter. What matters is that you know how much I love you, and that it's not over. Our time on earth is but a tick of the clock compared to the eternity we will have together once you join me again. Take care of our Mikey, and maybe someday you can tell our grandchildren how their grandfather would have loved them. All my love, Michael. Fred gave a short bark when Bonnie finished. I don't speak dog, but I knew it wasn't his way of showing sorrow. He would have to wait for her leftovers until she wiped the tears from her reading glasses. Oh, Jake, it's so sad. Are you sure she never read the letter? Pretty sure. I pointed to her plate. If you're finished with that, I think Fred wants it, Bon. She laid the letter on the table and looked over at Fred with sad, glassy eyes. Did Aunt Bonnie forget to feed you, Freddy? she asked, and put her plate down for Fred while patting him on the head. Fred answered by thumping his tail on the floor and cleaning Bonnie's plate in record time. Bonnie looked up, staring me in the eyes. Pretty sure? she asked. She caught me as I was drinking the last of my coffee. Somehow I managed to answer without choking. Okay, I'm sure. It was never opened. Debbie, the woman I'm doing the remodel for, says she inherited the house from her grandmother, who rented it out during the war, and that the letter must have belonged to one of the renters. She told me to throw it in the dumpster with all the other lath and plaster I tore out. But, you know me, I had to read it first. Bonnie started to tear up again. That's terrible. The poor woman never knew how much he loved her. You've got to find her, Jake. And how would I do that? The postmark is 1943. Assuming she was in her twenties during the war, she would be pushing a hundred now. I think she has probably joined Michael by now. Then you have to find her children or grandchildren. Promise me you'll try, Jake, please. Bonnie knew I was a sucker for her little girl act. Even though she would be seventy soon, she could still plead like a seven-year-old. Maybe tonight I'll search the web and see what I can find, I said, 
while watching Bonnie's ceiling fan spin. It was a habit I had, to stare at nothing in particular while processing facts in my head. I can't ask Debbie, not with the mood she's in, but she has a sister. I'll try to find her email or Facebook page and send her a message. She might be willing to tell me something about the place and its previous residence. I can't see why the letter would upset her, Jake. Unless it's that time of the month. I stopped watching her ceiling fan and stared at her. Her smile made her crow's feet more noticeable. PMS, Jake. Not that I'd know much about that anymore. Ah, you had me going there for a minute. But no, I don't think it's that time of the month. She's had a lot on her mind lately. Between the realtor and her boyfriend, she couldn't care less about who the letter belongs to.